Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, let's go out to the Boxer and Gerson guest line because it's time for Cleared to Play, where we take you inside the tent and get you updated on the latest injuries in the Bay. Proud to partner with UCSF Health on this segment and bring in Associate Professor of Orthopedic Surgery, Dr. Narav Pandya. Doc FP is in for Mark Willard. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well and uh, a little bit concerned about Debo Samuel in his shoulder. No official word, obviously, because it's Tuesday on his status for the weekend. But what did you see from the injury and the news that his shoulder is not, quote, broken? Yeah, you know, I think that was the main concern because he kind of had this hairline fracture. Um, you know, the good news is obviously that's been rolled out based on the reports. But I think the key thing is that his shoulder is hurting for some reason, and, and there has to be some sort of potential structural issue there. The real question is, is this some sort of structural issue where it's just pain relief, where, you know, you need some sort of pain relieving injection or Toradol to help with the pain? Or is it hurting because there's a structural issue that he can't function even if you numb up the pain? So I think that's the key question. Obviously, it seems like the 49ers are not giving too much details because what structure may be injured can impact how you game plan for him or how you potentially address him. But um, the fact that there's no fracture is the best news because that means there is a possibility to play. You just wouldn't be able to if something was broken. So uh, when it is a joint like that, Doc, I mean, the Toradol shot does not go in the joint. That's more of like a new Bane or a Marcane kind of thing to numb it up for the game, right? I mean, how, how would they, I guess uh, for us for, for us people that have never had that shot, how does that work for Debo to be able to numb the pain and possibly play in the game on Sunday? Yeah, I know. You're absolutely right. That Toradol is more for general kind of pain relief. It's like taking a mega dose of Advil to kind of help, you know, pain, and hopefully that helps alleviate the shoulder pain. When you're numbing up that shoulder joint, taking marking, you're essentially trying to figure out, okay, where is this pain coming from? Most commonly, it's usually an AC joint issue. Um, you don't necessarily need a really stable AC joint to be able to play football. So you inject in that area. You can move the arm around. You can take contact. You inject in that. If you're injecting in the shoulder, the joint itself, then you worry about, well, look, if you're trying to numb up a cartilage issue, you're numbing up the rotator cuff, that structure's injured. So even though if you don't have pain, you're not being able to do the thing. So if it's a rotator cuff issue, you might not be able to block, even though the pain's not good. If it's a labral issue, you might not be able to raise your arm up above your head to catch. So absolutely, it's really figuring out, is numbing going to take rid of the pain and allow him to function? And will he also be able to protect himself? Because the last thing you want is you numb up that area he aggravates it more, and then next week he's got a bigger structural issue as well, too. Yeah, it'd be two weeks until the Super Bowl if they win the game, but that's a that's a great point, Doc, because if it is labral and it gets to be a more severe tear, then you're looking at Debo being unavailable to play in what would be the biggest game of the year. Eric Armstead came back from his myriad of injuries. What did you think of his mobility coming off the knee in the plantar fascia? You know, I think two things. One is he, he looked like he was moving pretty well. Um, didn't really see any kind of major changes in terms of how he's moving at his position. I think the key thing was how many snaps he played. I think he played 43, 44 snaps, 
which is a good marker of how that plantar fascia is going to feel. Typically, if you're going to see aggravation happen right around snap 20, snap 30, things are going to start breaking down. The fact he played a lot, I think he was like fifth or sixth in the defense in terms of snaps played, um, is a great sign, and that really bodes well for him leading into the, the next, hopefully, next couple of games uh, in the playoffs. That's absolutely critical, especially in terms of them stopping the run. So hopefully he responds well from a few days off, the extra day off, them having played on Saturday. Jair Brown was cleared to play, but he was unable to get on the field. What do you think that is indicative of, Doc? Yeah, you know, if it's not an issue in terms of, you know, I think I said Logan Ryan had, you know, more experience. But anytime anyone's coming off a knee sprain, it's wet weather outside. You're playing at a position that he plays where there's a lot of agility, there's a lot of cutting. So number one, you're worried about how that knee may potentially hold up or is there going to be another aggravation to it in the wet weather? And also number two, it's the timing. So, you know, a lot of that position is in terms of reacting quickly. Is your timing on? And if you're a little bit worried mentally about how that knee is going to respond in terms of agility, quick change of direction, it may have just been more of a precaution given who they were playing, how long he has been out, and the weather as well, too. I think it'll be a little more telling to see how he's there next week because that seems to be more of a precautionary measure. Maybe they're trying to ease him back in with a bigger game coming up this weekend. Doc, Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, who in his introductory press conference talked about biting kneecaps off. We're going to bite a kneecap off? <laughs> and so if the Lions do bite, what are the, say, Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> kneecap off, and he said get up and bite the other one off, can you play with one kneecap? And if you do bite one kneecap off, how do we heal that game time? Do we tape it up? Do we put some duct tape on that and send CMC back out? How do we New treat Bain that? New Bane and Marquette. How do we try to – it's a joint, though. You can't just shoot ah, up a point, missing kneecap. Point. you got to put a new kneecap in there, right, Doc? Yeah, you know, you know the, the trainer's got a couple on the sidelines and slap that kneecap in, and they'll be good to go. <laughs> but uh, all seriousness, though, though, like, you know, for people who have really bad, you know, kneecap fractures, occasionally we will, and older people take them out, and people say, can you actually function with not a kneecap? And you can actually walk and do things. You just lose 50% of your quadriceps strength. So Christian McCaffrey gets his kneecap bitten out, you're going to get 50% Christian McCaffrey in the game. So there's still a possibility. Now that sounds excruciating. You need a tetanus shot too, don't you probably? <laughs> probably. I think so. Probably yeah, had that whole infection thing. Yeah. 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 Well, we don't know what goes on in the blue tent. So maybe uh, maybe they got a new kneecap in that blue tent and they can just slap one in there uh, during the media timeout and uh, get the player back on the field ready to go. Doc, Warriors are going to be back in action tomorrow after more than a week off. What are the sort of concerns you have medically when players are coming back after that much time off? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with you know the lack of practice, and it sounds like I think yesterday was the first practice that they had. Uh, you know, obviously there's going to be benefits to taking that time off, you know, not taking the emotional and obviously mental burden aside. Um, you know, the soft tissue is going to get rested. They're going to have a little bit more time to rest some of those injuries and, and give players like Moody and Peyton a little bit more time off and some of the older players. But it's a lot of the timing, you know, part of the keeping in shape. And I'm, as FP knows, being a former professional athlete, like it's about making sure that you are exerting your body and keeping that timing down. And when that timing gets thrown off, um, particularly when you're playing with basketball where there's such a rhythm, you worry about is there going to be another soft tissue injury? Is there going to be issues in terms of minutes played those first couple of games? So, I do worry a little bit about how they're going to perform those first couple of games because they just haven't had that practice. Uh, but hopefully they'll get, you know, land on that positive side with that additional rest, particularly guys like Draymond and Clay and Steph who've had a lot of wear and tear on them and uh, not moving so well the past couple of games. Doc, appreciate you coming on as always, and uh, enjoy that football game this Sunday. I absolutely will. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. 
Thank you. That's Dr. Narav Pandya. The preceding was sponsored by UCSF Health. He always provides such great medical advice. And we got a little bit of an update yesterday from Kyle Shanahan's press conference call talking about Debo's shoulder, which was the subject of our Cleared to Play segment. I, it wasn't broken, so that, that was a real good sign. But don't hurt him too much for us to really have an idea how it's going to heal, heal up this week. So we just got to be patient, see how he feels on Wednesday. And, you know, based off if it's improving, it'll give us a better idea whether he has a chance for the game or not. Yeah, not broken. And uh, you dropped a couple of uh, nuggets there that I'd never heard. Newbane and Marcane. So Newbane, a numbing agent. And Marcane, just, I mean, I, I just heard. Walk me through I've, Newbane I've, and Marcane. I've just heard. I've just heard, you know, through the grapevine. Gotcha. I've never taken anything you could possibly take to get out on a field. Yeah. Dude, I, I, literally, I played a half a season with a broken kneecap. I can't believe you were just talking about broken kneecaps. I got hit by a pitch. I got hit by a pitch and broke like an equator right in the middle of my kneecap. And I played a whole season on it. Via Nubane and Marcane? No. that, That doesn't help bones. Maybe some other pain pills. <laughs> ah, gotcha. gotcha. Whatever it takes, baby. That's the motto. Until like your liver falls out. But yeah, whatever it takes. I get that. And uh, how you doing with your liver function? You I still don't know. all right? It's still there. <laughs> it's the size of a rugby football, but it's still there. <laughs> and I, I wonder though about Debo Samuel and uh, you know how much that worries 49er fans. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. If Debo is at 50%, and Peter King said, you know, 60-65%. We do know that, almost assuredly, he won't be at 100%. Debo probably going to be playing with some sort of pain. Don't know what he'll be able to take. And, you know, it's a good question. You asked the doc about injectables and what you can actually, you know, put in there to make it feel better. But that first time that he gets contact or gets a hit... How much is he going to be able to play through that? I don't know anything, but I, I do go on WebMD a lot. And I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But nice. I think that, I think capsules are hard. Like, if it's the capsule of the shoulder, I think it's hard to get in there and to not aggravate it with a needle, regardless of what is in that needle. If it's a numbing agent, but you're still putting... Imagine being in, in the worst pain you could possibly be in and then sticking a needle in that spot, which is what happens with, like, cortisone, which, oh, you, yeah. would, which you would probably do earlier in the week. But you, right. have to, you have to get this thing to calm down, first and foremost, if you're a trainer, based on... And I'm not a doctor, but based on things that have happened to me. And it and depends then, on what it is, though, too. Once it calms down and you treat it, like, conventionally with stim and ice and modalities, then you move to, like, how can we get them on the field? But the question you have to ask if you're Debo, and we talked about this earlier today. In the is, crossover, yeah. Yeah, in the crossover is, is if, can I hurt it worse? That's what every athlete's going to say. Can this, will this debilitate me um, next year? Could this be career-threatening? Is If it's just a pain-tolerance thing, let, let's go. Let's do this. And then you go out there and you warm up. When you do everything, you catch balls over your head. Yep. And then the first time you get hit, it's going to feel like somebody stuck a knife in your shoulder. I don't care how much numbing agent you have in it. Yeah. So it's just going to – hopefully it's a pain tolerance thing because if I'm Debo, I'm not – I don't think I would – I don't think I would jeopardize my future for this, even though it's a huge game. But I would jeopardize being in some serious pain with a bye week coming up if right. we win. And it's made more difficult by the way he plays because he plays with such violence. He's that, a physical player. Right. He's not – a guy, like if it's a quarterback and it's your non-throwing shoulder, you can protect yourself in some ways, although you're going to be a part of almost every single play on offense. So at some point, you can't really protect it. But as a wide receiver, if you can't get your arms up 
to catch a high pass. I don't know if you are really going to be useful enough to be out there. 888-957-9570. What's your level of confidence going into this Lions game? We got a bunch of calls earlier. We got a few on hold. Want to hear from you in terms of last weekend, a little shaky against the Packers, but they got the win. Where are you confidence-wise going into this game? Because I'm looking at Airbnbs in Las Vegas. I am supremely confident, maybe even overconfident, about the Niners' chances against the Lions on Sunday. Where are you, Niner fans? 888-957-9570. If you were that confident, you'd be looking at the Bellagio or somewhere better. I don't have that kind of chicken, FP. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a place to just crash. And I'm getting ready for the 49ers-Lions and the NFC title game on Sunday. Get ready with us on 95.7 The Game. We'll be live and local starting at 9 a.m. with Mark Grandy and Sterling Bennett. Leading up to the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal. Live two hours before the start of the game. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area. Presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged? Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. Your calls on the other side. It's Willard and Dibbs with FP in for Mark on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Having a great time today with FP in for Mark Willard. I've known FP almost 20 years, never done radio with him, so this is pretty fun for me. I'm enjoying it even more than I thought I would, FP. Yeah, same. And I was excited about today. But did you, when I filled in the morning show, you were there. Uh... I think... For back in the day, Rise Guys 95.7 yeah. The Game. No, the other station. No, no, no. And plus, I was just a bit player. Oh, good one. And uh, <laughs> hey, you know, we got problems on the Nimitz uh, southbound at 80, Gary. It's a three car conundrum. That's you know, so I wasn't, re- I wasn't even in the same room as you recall. <laughs> a three car conundrum. I was two rooms away. I wasn't uh, even in the, in the uh, Grandy and Lucas room. I was in the room two. behind the room. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all right. So I wasn't even really, right. you might have been in, but. Yeah. You know, I was kept at uh, 
at arm's length, so to speak. But And your little cage back there. I remember that. Completely. My yeah. little booth. Your little booth in the yeah, back. Yeah, which right. is fine. I, I could come and go as I You're please. You're big time now. Look at you. Yeah, things have changed now. Yeah, yeah, kind of a big deal. Tenth floor here. People know me. Yeah. I smell of, uh, of is it mahogany? Yeah. Or leather? Leather-bound Something. books. Yeah, whatever. I'm wearing a dirty hoodie. What am I talking about? <laughs> I smell of baby powder and baby food. 888-957-9570. I need somebody to talk me down. Because my confidence level in this Niner Lion game is at at least a nine. Probably low nines. I think the Niners are better. I think Detroit is a great story and they're a great team. They've bit all the kneecaps they're going to bite. I think the Niners are better, with or without Debo. I'm not saying they blow Detroit out, but I could definitely envision them winning this game comfortably. I think Detroit has a hard time stopping the Niners. I think the Niners can pressure Jared Goff, force him into making mistakes. The Niners at home, they win this game, FP. And I'm looking for some people to talk me down. Why am I too overconfident in my thinking about this Niner Lion game? So, if it, on a scale of one to ten, ten you're on the you're you're on a bridge somewhere and you're worried, and and one is you're just like falling asleep in the first quarter because you're not. Where are you on that scale? Oh, on that scale, I'm probably a two. I was gonna say three. I was yeah. gonna guess a three for you. I'm not. I'm gonna watch the game every snap. Of and course. I love football. I won't we miss a thing. For this, bro. And, of course, and this is one of the great days on the sports calendar each and every year. A little melancholy though, because you know going in that you're down to three football games, and you don't even have the Pro Bowl anymore. You got two this Sunday, and then you got the Super Bowl. That's it. And then we have to wait another almost seven months to get real football back. Apologies to the is it the United Football League? Because I know they United they. They merge the two other leagues, but I've never been a big spring football guy, so for me, a little bit of sadness because you know that you've got just three more games left on the docket. Well, I'm fired up to watch the Niners play another week, and we didn't know if that was going to happen halfway through the game on Saturday, so I'm fired up that they got out of it, and I think any time as a team that you can play one of your worst games of the year in advance, then that's a good sign. I think that's how you win championships, but my worry level is a little higher than yours. I'm, I'm, I'm about a seven and a half on the worry level meter here, just because, and let me re- reset a little bit, because a team has, they believe in themselves, they have momentum. Their their confidence level, talking about the Lions, is as high as it's ever been. Jared Goff is playing the best football he's ever played in his life. Dan Campbell has these guys believe it in the grit. And once you once you get a bunch of guys in a room and they all believe in themselves and it's a synergistic approach and nobody gives a crap who gets the credit, then you could move mountains, man. And right now the Lions are moving mountains. If you would have told me they'd be in the NFC Championship, I wasn't on the Lions say, four or five weeks ago. I watched him play. I watched because my dad's from Detroit. We watched the games together on Sunday. So I've probably watched the Lions play eight, nine games this year. And they, they, they have their warts. They do. And Jared Goff might be the biggest wart that now all of a sudden he's playing as good as anybody in the league. Like He's playing great football. And he has the confidence, and he has the swagger, and they're they're chanting Jared Goff, and he goes in the yeah. locker room. His team is chanting Jared Goff. The coach throws him the game ball, Dan Campbell, and says, "We want you here in Detroit," or whatever it was that he said to right. him. And th- this team has it, whatever it is. I thought the Niners had it last year, and the NFC Championship game happened in Philadelphia. Yeah, and, and, that thing and went south. Brock's and arm flew into the stands into the fourth row, and then the game was over. But now 
I, I just I feel like the the Lions have it, and that scares me. That's why my worry factor. I'm not going to sit here and break down the left tackle and their running defense and their passing defense, which sucks, and their run defense is. I know all this stuff, but for me, I go to the intangibles and what separates you in the biggest time of the year and the biggest games of the year. And right now, Detroit has it, and I don't know if the Niners have it. Did the Niners get it? On the last drive when they turned a crappy game into a W, and now you take a deep breath and you relax and you get your confidence back. But I would say if we're doing confidence level on teams, they're both probably equal, but Detroit has momentum plus confidence. Yep, and I think the 49ers have got some momentum, and I don't know how much momentum there actually is in football because you've got eight days between games or seven if you're the Lions, and you know the Lions had to eke one out against the Rams, and Tampa Bay was threatening to come back in that game. They had the football with a chance to drive down and tie it, so Detroit's got their, their warts as well. Brian Baldinger on with the morning roast today had an interesting take in comparing Goff and Brock Purdy. I would say Jared Goff, just I mean, just because of his experience. Just of his experience, and I think the overall offensive line play and uh, how they play and who, and who those guys are up front. I mean, they got an all-pro, first-team all-pro center and right tackle. The left tackle has been in this league for a decade. Um, you know, they, Glasgow is just a warrior. Yep. Like they, that group up front is really, really good. <laughs> he might are. be the best in all of football right now. So... And they protect Jared Goff. Like he's he's their guy. So I I would say just because Goff has been there, he's been to a yep. Super Bowl, he's been in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, just his mentality, it never really changes. I, I probably trust Goff more right now. Trusting Goff more than Brock Purdy. That's Brian Baldinger on with Bonte and Joe, the morning roast right here on ninety five seven the game. What do you make of that, sports fans? Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Goff over Brock on the trustometer. From Baldy, and he he did lay out, you know, the offensive line, a couple of All Pros, and a great left tackle who's been in this league more than a decade. They protect Jared Goff. To me, that is where this game definitely swings. FP the Niners recently beleaguered defensive line against a very good Lion O line. I don't know if I agree with that. And Baldy's forgotten more football than I'll ever know. Totally. I don't know if I hundred. And I'm trying to say, is this a homer take? Do I have my rose-colored glasses on or my Niners-colored faithful glasses on? Because I think Jared Goff and you made these points, Dibs, and they were awesome. He 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 should be under duress the whole game. He is not a mobile quarterback. Nick Bosa, if if he's Nick Bosa, should have a field day. Like there should be three or four or more sacks in this game if the Niners dial it up right. I know the offensive line is great, but that offensive line hasn't faced a defensive front like this. Now, have they, have have they been? You, you disagree with me? Have they been porous against the run? I think so. I think the run. I I don't remember teams running on the Niners like they have uh, of late. So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree in the sense that, and I'm not trying to say I'm more no more than Baldy because that guy's amazing. I watch all of his videos on t- on, on on Baldy's breakdowns. On, on yeah. Oh, dude, he's he's fantastic. I'm <laughs> he's sitting great. there, he's pointing out stuff that I'm like getting deep into the weeds with. Totally, him. I love it. So he knows what he's talking about, but I just feel like. Maybe it's based on what's happened to this point, and I'm trying to project what's going to happen in this game. And if I'm going to project what's going to happen in this game, it's that Brock is going to have a way better game than he did on Saturday, and that Jared Goff is up against it. What is he, 0-5 career against the Niners or yeah, something like exactly. that? exactly. Sometimes I mean, he's, he's old enough and experienced now that coming home is not going to be a big deal for him. But sometimes as an athlete, when you come home and you're playing in front of people, you try to do too much. I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think the case here is going to be the, the Niners' defensive line is going to step up like we have 
haven't seen them yet so far. Yeah, no sacks against Green Bay. They did have six QB hits, and Nick Bosa was responsible for five of those. And to me, it comes down to more of the interior defensive line pressuring Goff up the middle, and then you'll get you know Chase Young and Gregory and Bosa coming around the outside, but you want to collapse it from the middle in on Jared Goff, make him get outside the pocket and make a play from uh, from being on the run or being outside the pocket. 888-957-9570. Where's your confidence level? It's a Tuesday. We have a long way to go till kickoff, but we're starting to gear up now, FP, just inside of five days till kick. Ali's in Sunnyvale and now on the program. What's going on, Ali? What are you doing? Well, how are you doing, guys? I'm heading back after... You know, on traffic right now. Just listen to you guys. Yeah, are you on the uh, Guadalupe Parkway, Ali? <coughs> I'm sorry? No, I'm just kidding. I was guessing the, the freeway. You're probably on Highway 85 right now, heading southbound toward Los Gatos. No, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on Lawrence Expressway heading south. And, uh, you know, traffic's not bad. It's actually moving pretty good. But um, just call to let you guys know that I think Niners offense against the Lions, or, you know, we're going to. I, at the end of the game, I think we're going to win by two scores. So my comfort level is like, at, you know, my nervousness level is, I would say, a two, maybe three. Wow. Um, but I, I, I expect I expect our defense to show up because, you know, last week against the uh, Packers, we didn't have any sacks. We didn't really have a lot of pressure. But, we you know, if, if the defense shows up, it, it, it would be a blow-away game. It would be by, you know, 16, 17, maybe even more. So I'm, I'm looking out for, for our defense. I, you know, the defensive line, Armstead back, uh, Bosa, you know, they, they got to show up. They got to, you know, tighten up. They got to put some pressure. They got to knock down Goff. As far as Goff and, and Purdy, you know, Purdy, you know, his second year, but he's been in a lot of, uh, he's been in more playoff games in the last two years than Goff has been. So, and he's a winner. He hasn't lost the game that he's, he finished. So, I think I think we're in good shape. I'm I'm a lot more comfortable than I was last week. Well, I appreciate that, Ali. Thank you, and drive safe there on the Lawrence Expressway. More confident than last week. I'm kind of in the same boat. Even though last week I did predict the Niners would cover, 31-21 was my prediction. I thought it would be a game that they would have the lead, and it would be a little bit more of a comfortable win. They had to come from behind. Brock Purdy leading him down the field in a six-minute offense, so to speak, to get the victory. I think this game is going to be a higher scoring affair. Detroit's going to have some success, but I think if you get them one dimensional, if you try to key on the run, and yeah, I thought that the, the run defense got a bit of a bad rap against Green Bay. They did give up 100 yards or more on the ground for the first time in 51 games, which is a pretty incredible streak that they had going, but I thought it was tainted by the 152 yard run that uh, came against him. In general, I thought they were okay against the run. Not terrible. I just saw five, six, seven, eight yards of carry for the most part. I don't know if there was a big loss of yardage in there in the final total or not, but it seemed like it seemed like the the, the Packers were running downhill all day. I might be wrong on that, but that's the, just the way it seemed. And I only had two beers for the game, so I was I was okay. literally locked in and paying attention to the game. I like that Ali gave a number. I want a number from the callers on their worry level. Okay. Ten being you're just petrified, you think right. the Lions could win. And you're at a seven right now. I'm at a seven and a half right oh, now seven on and my a half. worry okay. level. Like, I think if we start to get in the eights, we're worried the Lions are going to win. 
in a one means this is we're, I already got my ticket. It's a non-refundable ticket to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've, I'm at a two, and I've I was telling you earlier that I've been shopping for Airbnbs and VRBOs. I found a cheap one. I think it's a room in somebody's house for seventy five bucks. Do it. I clicked on it, and the bed appears to be a cot. Do you so, care though in Vegas? Well, are you, you're going solo, right? I think so. Yeah, the missus uh, seems to think that she's going to be joining me. Nah, but uh, I let well, I let it be known that I had other plans and it's a work trip. So I'm uh, not only sleeping on a couch in Vegas, I'm also sleeping on a couch here in the Bay Area now. Yeah, you're so sleeping on a couch at home after that one. Yeah, VR. And you met my wife. She's a, she's, she's a tough customer. You outkicked the coverage. Uh, wait, it, 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 so VRBO or Airbnb? I've I've had some better experiences with VRBO. I don't want to mess up any sponsors here. No, ever. and I would tend to say that the listings are usually found on both. Yeah. Um, my ex and I, we had a house in Oakland, and before we split. And I moved out. We turned the garage into an Airbnb VRBO unit that she now owns and runs, and she has it on both sites. So if I'm renting a place right now in the city, and I decide to spend the weekend with my parents and go back to this, can I Airbnb my place out, or do you think my landlord will find out? Landlord probably wouldn't be thrilled. Why? Because that is a sublet. He's not going to know. There's usually a sublet clause. Is that illegal? Depending on your rental agreement that you have. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Usually boilerplate is... I'm unemployed. I'm looking for like any way. Especially with the rents here in the city. Find a way, dude. You got to yeah. find a way. You got to get it done. I got an extra bedroom downstairs. I could even do it while I'm there. We turned the garage into a 320 square foot studio. Pretty impressive. Wow. Cost a cost a couple shackles. Did but you did you get the money back that you invested into it through Airbnb? Not completely yet. No. Okay. But in terms of the resale value of the home itself, so now. And, it, and she, it's her house now. I, I live elsewhere, obviously. But if she were to sell the house, you're going to be able to sell it for a lot more because it's a permitted, legit 320-square-foot oh, standalone unit. So, Did you have any bad customers? Like people that just thrashed the joint and didn't get their deposit back? No, because it's only... I mean, it's, it's a garage. So it's like, what, 16 by 12? So it's pretty small. So you can't I really could thrash a sixteen by twelve place <laughs> yeah, if I have I a imagine. good night. I could go rock star on your place, dude, and just break it all up and leave. <laughs> David's in San Jose. FP's trying to burn down the house. What's going on, David? You're on with FP and Dibs. Hey, what's going on, FP? Uh, hey, um, I could definitely trash that garage. Yeah, too, if you smaller. Need. It's easier it's when smaller. Here. There's less stuff me. to thrash. <laughs> 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 no, I just wanted to call in, man. Of course, all Niners all day. Um, you know that was a, it was a hard game to watch. Been listening to you guys all week, man. I, I know we all felt kind of like we were losing the whole game until the very end. And so, matter of the playoffs, just get the W and go on. Now, now my concerns are obviously Detroit and Green Bay. They actually are pretty favorable to each other. And when you want to compare them, I would say Detroit has probably a little bit of edge on the weapons, especially at the tight end position. And I would say the reason why we were off is because our D-line did not get home and and made our DBs look suspect, which they may or may not be in some cases. But I'm specifically going to call out Bosa. Um, $170 million. You had the quietest double-digit sack uh, um, totals for the season. You are now 0 and 4 of getting sacks in the playoffs um you, you, are you a, are you a pass rush specialist or not 
you know, I know you're not a speed guy, but are you a power guy? Because you got you got stoned by a wide receiver last game. So I am fully expecting to have Bosa to have a big game. And if he doesn't, and that probably is a game, gentlemen. So I, I'm really hoping that Bosa steps up, gets to the quarterback, not just pressures, but, you know, loss of down on those plays, hopefully a fumble, but it really starts up front. That's, you know, that's how I see us winning this game. I, I, the offense is going to turn around. They were not clicking. They'll turn it around. Debo's playing. My buddy sent me a picture. He was playing craps in Vegas just yesterday or the other day. So he's out there. He's going to be playing. He'll, He'll take a shot, and he's going to be fine. Whether it's a decoy or not, I'm not worried about the offense. My worry is with that D-line. We're going to go as far as they take us. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll take your comments off the air. All right, David. Thank you. It's a good uh, take. It's an interesting take, especially Debo throwing dice in Vegas. Uh, well, I'll get my fact checker on that. Lucas loves to fact check. So we'll see if we can get confirmation. And if he is shaking dice, I would imagine he's throwing them with the right hand because I think it was his left shoulder that got hurt. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not biting on that. You're not biting on. On a buddy saw my buddy saw my buddy saw somebody playing in Vegas. Debo's in Vegas. Well, you played Saturday, which means you were off Sunday. Yeah, but you gotta get treatment. You're you're not off when you're hurt. You're getting treatment. Unless they said just nothing, let it calm down before we can treat it. You telling me you can't get treated dude, in Vegas? Cabin I, pressure hurts any dude, injury, Judy. You're gonna get on a plane with an injury because cabin pressure seven and a half inf- hour drive inflames it. All Less right. from uh, from Santa Clara. I don't know. Then he's okay. He's gonna play. If he was in Vegas, he's playing Sunday. That's kind of what David was saying. Yeah, he's playing. And I, I mean, I, I agree Vegas. with you. I'm not even biting on that. He was not in Vegas. Okay. We're gonna, but I liked all his other takes about uh, uh, Bosa. Where do you sit on the Nick Bosa? Hate? Because, because if I'm in, if I'm Nick Bosa's friend and I'm in the locker room, I'm giving him crap for a receiver standing him up like that. And then it, it, and people are talking about it. He saw it. He's got pride. He can be ready on Sunday. Well, that happens, and that's what it's uh, football. But still, it's the old pin and pull, as I've been told uh, repeatedly on broadcasts, where you bring the wide receiver in and you pin the defensive end, and then you pull one of the offensive linemen around to pick off the other guy as you run in that direction. So if you're Nick Bosa, it's tough to avoid that when off the snap... Stop. You're, Just stop. FP, I've played defensive end. Okay. okay? But, I've, uh, I've been victimized I don't know what the term is, but I would term it a ragdoll. You take that receiver and throw him around like a ragdoll. You just... And then go. These are some pretty strong receivers. You know, receivers I'm not are people dancing too. with him. I'm not dancing with him. He's up high. He's dancing with him. He Throw locks him you up, then that's the way it goes sometimes. Ragdoll him. That's my term. Ragdoll him. On the ground and then go make a play. Where are you with the the Nick Bosa criticism? Do you think it's fair or foul in terms of, you know, it's, it's easy to look at that one play and say, oh, Nick Bosa's not making an impact. And the D-line didn't have any sacks. Is that a, a Bosa issue? Are we just scapegoating him? I think Bosa re- relies on a, a dry track just as the same as Brock Purdy relies on a dry track for, for his moves and, and all the moves he has to put on somebody. So maybe that, that was a factor. I, I don't know that you can go to training camp and missing training camp. I said that on the air, and I got home the other day, and I'm like, there, there, there is a reason why there's training camp, and you do play uphill when you miss camp. I don't care how many uphill sprints you run. I don't care how you try to recreate it in your gym or recreate it on a practice field. If you're not with your teammates and you're not getting game reps, there's a reason why there's training camps. There's a reason why Hard Knocks thinks training camps are awesome and puts it on HBO, because you have to get ready for a season. And if you miss that and you're negotiating, and you sign your contract, and your first game's against the Steelers on the road, and you basically play every freaking snap, 
there could be a point to be made that you're playing uphill the rest of the year. You're a salmon swimming upstream instead of downstream because you came to the party late. That I don't know because I've never played. But if you miss spring training and you're hurt in spring training in baseball, you feel like you're playing uphill all season. Like you never really get into the flow. You get you're playing catch up ball basically. If you miss a big portion of say spring training in April and you jump on the freeway in middle of May and all the cars are going real fast. I don't know if that's the case with Bosa, but I mean he, he's had some rushes, he's had some hurry ups, he's 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 affected games without the stat of a sack. Of course. But he's not the same guy he was last year. QB pressures, he's among the league leaders, and he leads the team in sacks and in QB hits and in tackles for loss. So I'm kind of with uh, Big J in Oakland who's going to join us. Big J saying, this Bosa narrative, unfair. What's up, Big J? I got your back. Hey, guys, I appreciate that, Dibs. Uh, it's exactly what you just said. I mean, imagine, let's do a comp real quick. Think about Steph Curry and when he's doubled, he's not going to get the 30 to 35 points in a game. Other players have to step up. So these other teams are obviously scheming for Bosa because he's a, a, an elite player. So it really boils down to his teammates making plays as he, you know, does the best he can to get to the quarterback, which he's trying to do every play of the game. So I think the narrative is a little bit unfair, and we kind of need to lean towards a team effort versus one player who is dominant, but people just start to focus towards him to take him out of the game. Thank you, That's Big J. I, I, I appreciate it, and the Steph Curry comp is an excellent one. If you double him every single time down the floor, at some point, Clay's got to hit one, Pods has got to hit a three, everybody else has to step up and take some of the pressure off the chef, FP. It's not an individual game. It's a team sport. Yeah, but he's on the end by himself, one on one. I know that sometimes they bring him back and they they they, they he's chip blocking him too. But like he 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 had his doubling him. He has he has a chance. Somebody else do something. I, Did I mention I, the pick and pull yet? Is that like barbecue? <laughs> That's like uh, pork. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that pulled pork. Chase had some carnitas a couple nights ago. It was really good. Chase Young, any good? Yeah, he's really good. Is he? He's really I, don't, I don't hear his name called. I don't see. Him I think Big anything. J was was hitting on what I was talking about in many ways, which is it's got to be a team effort. So my point is, Chase Young any good? Yeah, Chase Young is is great. I mean, I was excited when they got him. I mean, based on his resume and his pedigree, and I know he's gone through the ACL thing. I just haven't seen a lot of them. Have you seen a lot of them? He has not been a I, game wrecker. No. And I would look at Javon Hargrave as a guy who you brought in in free agency, and he's not I th- lived completely up to build. I see him jogging after plays a lot. I don't. I don't think he played. I don't think his motor is running, like say, I don't know, an Aiden Hutchinson. I don't see that in him. I he's see him standing phenomenal. up tall. Yeah. I see him. I see him penetrating, getting close, and then I see him jogging after plays a lot. Well, it's game time now, and they all have heard the criticism coming off the Packer game where they had zero sacks. And I'll make this prediction, FP: If the Niners come away with zero sacks against Detroit on Sunday, they will lose the football game. We are presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Mark Willard is out today. FP Santangelo is in. Steve Kerr. Going to join the show coming up at the top of the hour. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at zenny.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Having fun with FP today. FP is in for Mark Willard. Hopefully he's back tomorrow as we roll on here. Steve Kringer to join us coming up here in 10 minutes. FP, we were talking about Bosa in the blame game, and you seem to be on the side of many fans coming down on Nick Bosa, who has been, for the most part, ineffective in his playoff time with the 49ers. He did have a couple of big tackles in the run game, but no sacks in the win over Green Bay. Dude, he's the only player I've ever locked into and not watched the ball on defense. Last year, I just watched Nick Bosa, and I I do the same thing this year. Like I, I probably should lock in on Fred. A little more, and maybe Dre a little bit more, but like Bosa's been my guy for two years. I love to watch football away from the ball. I don't know, you know, having a dad as a football coach, yeah. maybe that's ingrained in me, but I've been watching Bosa and he just, he looks a step slower to me this year. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just as good and the sacks haven't been there. And like the callers are saying, there, there's been more tension and double teams and, and whatever and different schemes to stop Nick Bosa. Just like, if I'm the Lions, I'm going to stop Christian McCaffrey and make Brock Purdy beat me. Like that's my game plan. I think it's pretty obvious. But he, he I'm just, I don't think the motor's running as quick as it did last year, and I don't know why. Yeah, he hasn't been as dominant. He's had a, a few games where he's had multiple sacks, and it looks like the old Nick Bosa is coming back. But in general, this defensive line, certainly against Green Bay, was a little bit muted, no sacks, and you look at Jared Goff and a good offensive line. You've got to find a way to make him 
uncomfortable. Get them into second and third and long, and that way they become much more one-dimensional. And if you pressure Jared Goff, you know that he has a, a propensity to give the ball away. He'll throw it to you. Got to make him throw it to you. Yeah, with some pressure. And you got to obviously stay out of second and short and third and short where Jared Goff can rely on his bread and butter, which is the play action. You know what's going to uh, this game's going to come down to? Easy for me to say. It, this game's going to come out to Dan Campbell making a wild decision. And whether that wild decision works or not. I was thinking about that on the drive right? in. He's going he's gonna to do something that we're all going, what is he doing? And it's either going to work or it's not going to work. Because he's not going to be scared of this game. He's not going to go conservative like Kyle does sometimes. He's he's a riverboat gambler, and I think that's a, that's a cliche, but he is like the most gambling head coach I've seen in a long time, right. like fourth and six on your own 25, and you're like, whoa, or whatever, a fake punt. That's how his season started. Remember the fake punt against Kansas City in the first game of the year? Yeah. And you're like, wait, what, what? I mean, this guy doesn't care. He gives zero you-know-whats. So I don't know. I think the game is going to come down to that or Jake Moody. I think it's going to be close. I, I I took the Packers. Well, I told my friends to take the Packers and the points. I don't gamble. And I told my friends this week to take the Lions and the points. Could be wrong. That's what I would do. Detroit 12th in the NFL in fourth down conversions. The 49ers are 13th. So neither team that excellent in fourth down conversions. I was thinking the same thing as you on the way in, FP, in terms of Campbell. Maybe it's a fourth and three on his own 30, and they go for it, as opposed to... You know, Kyle Shanahan's been known to be a little bit more conservative. Where do you weigh in on the coaching matchup? Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's go to Trey in Oakland who wants to talk about Nick Bosa. What's up, Trey? You're on the game with FP and Dibs. Hey. How you guys doing? Good, Trey. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right today. You know, slow Tuesday, but um I want to um comment on the Bosa on the Bosa situation. Um you know, I feel like it's the same thing, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know if he's getting double teamed or I don't know if he's taking it kind of easy. I I just don't know what's wrong with Bosa, but I can see where that caller's coming from. But, like, he, you know, he does attract a lot of attention. But you got to know, he is surrounded, but I think his situation is different because, like, if I compare him to Max Crosby, you could say this, the, the difference between him and Max Crosby Bosa's working with a lot more talent on the defensive end than Max Crosby, so it shouldn't be that hard. Now, I can see if he's like in the position with Max Crosby in, and he has to face double teams, but I don't know if Bosa's getting double teamed like that, because you've got a whole bunch of good guys on the Niners' um, defensive side. You know, you got Fred Warner, a whole bunch of dudes, even I know he's a linebacker, but you can't sit there and say they're just double teaming Bosa. I think there's something else wrong. We, we, just don't, we just can't figure it out, and I don't think Bosa can figure it out. Yeah, they need to figure it out, though, uh, Trey. Thank you for the phone call. They've got about five days to figure it out, and I don't know if it means you want to bring extra people. The 49ers don't blitz very often. I think they're 29th in blitz percentage defensively. They've relied on the front four to, to get it done. So do you want to bring five or bring six and then end up exposing yourself on the back end in a secondary that had a little trouble against Green Bay? Ambry Thomas with a couple of big pass interference penalties, or or do you just rush the four? You rush your four, and you play seven behind and try to, and I think they did this pretty well against Green Bay, rally up and tackle. Bend but don't break. They were good in the red zone. you got to pick one way to go. I just vote for not tackling receivers while the ball is in the air this week. That's good take. I just, like, if I was a Son DB of a coach, coach right there. yeah, I would just say, hey, you guys, 
Whatever coverage we're in this week, let's not try to tackle wide receivers while the ball is in the air for a long time. Can you guys? Are we, are we on the same page there? Can we just do that? Okay, thanks. Bye. Duly noted. Thanks. Okay, thanks. 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 Bye. Bye. That's good. We're good. We're going to win then. If you guys don't tackle receivers while the ball is in the air, that's just a good thing. Generally speaking, always. 30th in blitz percentage, FP. 18% was their, their percentage at the time that they blitzed. So you're going to go with your front four. It's what you've done most of the year, which is Armstead and Hargrave in the middle and Young and Bosa on the outside. I know they rotate a lot of personnel. And Cleland Furl's been out, so you're not sure if you're going to have him. Gregory's got to step up and make some plays as he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. And Javon Kinlaw in the middle, who's had a little bit of trouble in the run game, getting moved off his spot. The D-line's going to have to have an elite game to make this Detroit offense uncomfortable because what you said I think is accurate in terms of Detroit. They're going to be aggressive. I don't think that Dan Campbell is coming into this game thinking about protecting anything. This is uncharted territory for the Lions. And Brian Baldinger had an interesting take earlier on the morning roast talking about pressure. And Baldy seems to think he knows where the pressure is in this game. Kurt Warner used to just tell me, look, some guys just don't have big game genes. These games are big. It's sudden death. There isn't come back and we'll fix it next week. There is none of that. And so... There is, it's, it makes you tight. It makes coaches tight. And so uh, this is, there's all the pressures on San Francisco, all of it. And so it'll be interesting to see how the quarterback and the coach and how everything gets called this weekend because Detroit playing with house money, nobody expected them to be here. Um, they're going to play loose and fast. And so can you force them into mistakes? That's Jared Goff. When he plays mistake-free football, they don't lose. Detroit's fans are playing with house money right now. When you get to this point as an athlete, there's no such thing as house money anymore. Once you get to this point, you're like, we're one win away from the Super Bowl. It's not like, oh, hey, oh, good season, guys. We didn't get the Super Bowl. You're on the verge of doing something extra special. So maybe house money last week, maybe house money the the, the week before. Nobody expected them to be this far, but I I disagree in the sense that like, when you get to the World Series, if you're the wild card team, you're not playing with house money anymore. You got a chance to win the World Series. True, but at the same time, I do think that Baldy's right in terms of the pressure. The pressure's on San Francisco because they are supposed to be the team that goes to the Super Bowl. Steve Kerr joining us here in about three minutes. I want to get Ryan in San Francisco in first, and he's got a thought on the Niner Lion game. What's going on, Ryan? You're on the game with FP and Dibs. Hey, how's it going, guys? So first off, Dibs, i got to say you're like my favorite radio host of like any radio station in the entire country. Uh, FB, glad that you joined the team. You've been awesome. So, to the point, um, we're not going to have that same situation next year with our defensive coordinator because Steve Wilkes, he's not going to be going to another team as a head coach. He's just not managing this defense well. You see, you know, the stunts have gone down. Like, everything's gone down. Like, Bosa and Young should be running crazy sacks right now, and it's not happening. It's it's the problem is Steve Wilkes with the defense, and and that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate that. I, I think that Wilkes was the scapegoat when they lost three games in a row, and the defense was looking shaky. And Wilkes has to come down out of the booth. He's got to get on the sideline, and so he did. And then the defense got better. And they started winning, and so now 
it's not you know Steve Wilkes' fault anymore. And then you come off a game like that against Green Bay where the defense struggles in spots, and now we want to blame Steve Wilkes again. I think he's right in terms of Wilkes getting a head coaching job, but I don't think it's because he's necessarily doing poorly. And I don't mean to cross Ryan and go against him after those kind words. Uh, because, Ryan, you're my favorite sports you're talk second, caller. You're going to be the second best. I know. I'm going down his rankings. but I, I, I feel like. I think it's hard to to just blanketly blame Steve Wilkes for you know Bosa and Chase Young in the defense maybe having off years. See, I've never been a blame coach guy. Ever, 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 ever. I just, I just don't. I, don't, I never go there. I just don't see sports that way. I see it's the players that play. The coaches don't. Coaches can be a big influence, like the guy we're having on about a minute right now is the best coach in the NBA. But, yeah, I called him Steve Wilkes Booth for a while, by the way. That's a little edgy. Yeah, a little edgy. Yeah. <laughs> but then he came down. It wasn't Steve Wilkes Booth. Oh, because he was in the booth. He was in the Steve yeah. Wilkes Booth. Yeah, I get that. And then he, now he's Steve Wilkes sidelines. Niners 13th in the league in QB pressures, which a lot of times I think is a more indicative stat of how you're doing at just you know straight up causing havoc because sometimes you pressure the quarterback and you don't get the sack and we look at it and you know Nick Bosa I didn't have any sacks well he had five pressures which tells me that he's still being impactful in the game it depends who the quarterback is on pressures you think Josh Allen cares about pressures I think Jared Goff cares about pressures pressures are scary especially with a guy like Nick Bosa coming after you no doubt I think it's a quarterback mentality on you caring about getting hit you care about pressures are you scared of the pressure, I, I I don't think Brock Purdy cares about pressures. Brock Purdy stands tall as tall as he can in the pocket right. with like four guys right in his face and delivers seeds right on the money. Yeah, and I think Patrick Mahomes would be the same in terms of you know, oh, you're gonna pressure me, I'll go sidearm here, or I'll roll out, and I'll just still make something happen. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM, and HD One San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered. By first, NorCal Credit Union. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 